What's going on, everybody? Uh, just wanted to come back in after we recorded the podcast because about an hour or so uh, after everything had been recorded for today, we got the news that uh, the NCAA was not going to allow fans at the men or women's uh, basketball tournaments this year. So we didn't get to that in the podcast. We will talk about that next week. How does that impact lines, games, anything like that? I mean, how will it impact the way we bet these games? So uh, that is big news today. We didn't talk about it in this podcast because it was recorded earlier in the day. But uh, we will certainly follow up on this, at least from a betting point of view, next week on the uh, College Basketball Podcast. So enjoy today's show. What's going on, guys? I want to thank TopNotchOdds.com, one of the best online sports books available. And I always talk about the importance of shopping around. You've got to have multiple websites to look at different prices. You can save 5 10 sometimes 15 cents on the dollar just shopping around. And th- those are valuable cents that we're always searching for by handicapping more, trying to find edges here or there. So just having a couple websites will do that by itself. Start saving money today. Add a website to your uh, repertoire uh, with TopNotchOdds.com. When you're signing up at TopNotch, Put in promo code SHARPEDGE. That's going to get you up to a 200% deposit bonus that you can use over and over again with some of the best rollovers in the industry. Online, topnotchodds.com, promo code SHARPEDGE. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, College Basketball Wednesday. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. All right, on today's show, we're going to talk about the NCAA tournament and uh, kind of go over the bubble watch. Now, we're going to not necessarily just dive into what each team needs to do to win, but take a quick snapshot of, of uh, teams who are going to have some big motivation in the tournaments coming up, because that's what a lot of this comes down to. Do teams need to have a good showing in order to move up in the uh, tournament rankings? Uh, so today is going to be a rather quick show, getting things done this morning, few meetings today, so on and so forth. So we'll get a quick podcast done for college basketball. Now, as we go turn, or, uh, conference by conference, we're just going to let you guys know teams that are in and teams that are on the bubble. Teams that are in may not need to do a whole lot to move up in terms of the seeds they're going to be getting. You know, Duke right now probably going to get a number two seed, number three seed, somewhere around there, regardless of how they do in the ACC tournament. Uh, NC State really needs to do well, maybe go to the championship game or win in the ACC if they're going to have a shot. So that's kind of what we're going to do is just break down motivation and sort of how to bet on these conference tournament games. Now, a couple tips before you start. Uh, Conference tournaments are, are, are much different because some of them are played in neutral sites and some of them aren't. So always know, is this a neutral site game or a home game for one of the teams? If it is a home game for one of the teams, make sure the market has adjusted the over under because in these games where you have two teams who really probably aren't going to quit, you're going to have extra free throws at the end of the game because of the uh, fouling, if it, especially if it's close, and the familiarity with the home team being in their own home court you don't see any dip in the shooting percentages. So look for the over if the markets haven't adjusted for those home games. For the neutral games, look for different things like first half unders. The reason is when you get into a brand new big stadium, the depth perception's off because it's a huge arena compared to the, a lot of these are kind of like high school gyms these colleges play in. So it's a much different atmosphere. That when you're shooting a basketball, that, that the backdrop matters. So you do see shooting percentages dip in neutral site tournaments. So make sure you know, is it home? Home, is it neutral and how that's going to impact each individual team 
also, it helps to kind of get behind teams that ended the regular season well. I, lo- I like to go back and look two, three weeks, see how these teams did to end the regular season. When you get teams who are hot, playing above their kind of season average or season median, then you're going to get teams who have a chance to do some damage in these conference tournaments. And those are just a few kind of... Uh, Bullet points, a few ways to identify these games to be different than the regular season. Regular season games, you handicap much different than the conference tournaments. And just look for a few things like that. There may be a couple identifiers that we didn't mention here that, that, that are different in the postseason. You know, it, does a team have a lot of seniors? Are they young? So on and so forth. So there's a lot of, lot of variables that play a part at this time of the year. All right, now as we go, uh, con- like I said, conference by conference, we'll just let you guys know which teams are in and which teams need some work. We already kind of mentioned the ACC. Duke, Florida State, Louisville, and Virginia are in. Work left to do. NC State, as I mentioned earlier, they had a good uh, win to wrap the season up against, uh, who was it, Wake Forest, I believe. But Wake Forest crashed and burned in the first round of the ACC tournament. NC State's going to have to do a lot in the in the uh, probably go to the championship or win the championship if they're going to get a uh, spot in the in the tournament. So NC State, the only team in the bubble in the ACC, the Big Twelve, Baylor, Kansas, and West Virginia, they are all in in the Big Twelve. And there's a couple teams who have some work left to do. Now I believe Texas Tech is going to be in. They certainly should be in. I understand they lost four games in a row to end the regular season, but they had one of the toughest schedules in the country. Texas Tech Red Raiders, very good team. They should also be in. But they probably need a win or two. And and keep in mind, we're talking about motivation here. Expect all out from Texas Tech and the Oklahoma Sooners. Because Oklahoma, I mean, they nineteen and twelve is not a bad record, but their their losses are not very good. And I know that we're keeping it in conference here, but they have losses to Iowa State, who they were a heavy favorite in that game. They lost by 13 points. Uh, Oklahoma State, Texas. I mean, these are games they should be winning. They were favored in all those. Kansas State. These are not good losses. And Oklahoma doesn't have a lot of great wins on their resume. I mean, they beat West Virginia twice, but outside that, not a whole lot to hang their hat on. So I think Oklahoma is going to need a couple wins here in the Big 12 tournament. Same thing with Texas. We just mentioned they beat Oklahoma. They do have a good... It's funny how some of these good wins and losses bounce off of one another. But Shaka Smart's team, one point in the season was number 11 overall, being the Texas Longhorns. Then they completely fell. I think Texas rode an easy early season schedule, and then they kind of... They just flamed out as we went through the Big 12 schedule. So Texas, they're going to need a lot and some help to get into the tournament. And same with Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, they they had a terrible start to the year. I mean, they were losing money left and right. Then they turned it on, but they're 17-14. and 14, Not a whole lot of good wins. They did beat Texas and OU, but like I just said, once, this, once these teams start beating up on each other, it loses its value. So Oklahoma State, probably not going to get in, in either to a March Madness unless they have a great Big 12 run. Let's get on to the Big East. Teams that are in the Big East. Seton Hall, Villanova, Creighton, and Butler. Man, the Big East was very good this year. Now, here's teams who should be in. Providence and Marquette. I believe they both will be in. And I think we're looking at six, if not seven teams, coming out of the Big East. Providence... I mean, look at their defense. 1.11 points per possession they're giving up. Very tall team. They can shoot. I mean, they, had, they got a lot of NBA guys playing with Providence. Uh, top 40 net. So a lot of people are uh, the, the top 40 net, just to uh, kind of explain that. Uh, that's how the tournaments use their ranking system. So 
Providence right now is determined to be probably about an eight or nine seed, but they should be in the tournament. Marquette is uh, kind of like Providence, very good middle of the season, a lot of good wins. The 88-86 defeat to St. John's really put in a bad end of the season. They lost six of seven games, and Marquette at one point in the year was like a top 15 team. Them and Providence, you, you're noticing a uh, kind of a common theme here. They both got off to a great start, good middle of the season, and then completely tapered off to end the year. They're not playing well right now, and for needing wins, potentially, in the conference tournament, you don't like to be playing your worst basketball when that's the case. But I do believe Providence and Marquette should get in the tournament regardless of what they do in the Big East. But right now, they're not locks to be in. They certainly, in the eyes of some committee members, may have some work to do. Uh, the last team in this tournament, Xavier... Like, I'm just not sure about Xavier. They, they they have a hard time shooting. They can't get up and down the floor. They're slow. They're big. They're clunky. I like the uh, Big East overall, and they they floated along. You know, I don't think that's worthy necessarily of an automatic bid, but you look at Marquette, they also went 8-10, and 10, even though I think Marquette's a clear superior team. Matter of fact, Marquette, according to KenPalm.com, has the number 14 offense in the country, number 75 defense in the country. I mean, those two things alone should put you in the tournament. That means they're a very, very good team. Underachieved to end the year, but I think we're back to Marquette. I think they should be in. Uh, unfortunately for Xavier, I think they missed the boat. All right, let's get on to the Big Ten, and the Big Ten was certainly the best conference this year in basketball. Uh, locks in the Big Ten are teams that are expected to be in no matter what happens. Maryland, Penn State, Michigan State, Iowa, Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Illinois. These teams are on the bubble. Rutgers, Indiana, and Purdue, and none of the other teams in the Big Ten really have a shot. So look for Rutgers, Indiana, Purdue to do... Uh, at least have max efforts in the tournament. And Rutgers right now, the number six overall defense in the country, according to KenPalm.com, that's good. But like we mentioned earlier, I like to play teams who are better offensively, especially in these conference tournaments. So uh, Indiana, uh, top 50 team in the country overall in terms of offense. Uh, Purdue is, let's see, 52nd overall in, for offense and 11th in defense. So I really think that these are probably play on teams, especially if they get you know, a matchup in the in the conference tournament where they're going against someone who may not have the same motivational level. Moving on to the Pac-12, Oregon, Colorado, and Arizona will be in. USC on the bubble, Arizona State on the bubble, and I honestly think USC and Arizona State probably should be in. USC can just shoot the lights out, 22-9 and overall, good in-conference record. I don't see why they should be, I don't know why even I have them here on the, on the bubble. They, they should certainly be in. And Arizona State. I mean, Arizona State, close games all year long. You have to look at how many close losses they have. And I, I do believe that, you know, they, they should get a number 10, number 9 overall. Get one of those uh, 8-9, 10-7 matchups. That's where Arizona State belongs. Good season overall. Uh, they can certainly get up and down the floor. I like Arizona State to make the tournament. Stanford and UCLA probably going to be on the outside looking in. Uh, Stanford only went 9-9 nine nine in the Pac-12. Man, I just don't trust Stanford. It seems like every time I watch them this year, they were bleeding money. And the Bruins. I mean, the Bruins probably one of the more overrated teams in the Pac-12. I don't think they do a whole lot in the tournament, and I think that their luck is very short to get into the March Madness. So... Uh, let's get on to the SEC, Auburn, Kentucky, LSU, and Florida are locks to get in right now. Bubble teams, Mississippi State, Arkansas, uh, expect Mississippi State and Arkansas to have max efforts in the tournament. Mississippi State, 20-11 and 11 overall, easy non-conference schedule, just like a lot of these teams. That's the formula, you know? This is what I hate about 
about this time of the year is when you really look into it, you know, teams like Mississippi State, they were terrible in the SEC, but they have, you know, they went pretty much, what, 13-2 and out of conference or something like that. So it's just kind of bullshit. When you look at how these teams organize their schedules, get wins in there, get a whole bunch of front-loaded home games, it's it's nonsense at the end of the year how that 20-11 and 11 looks the same as a lot of other real 20-11s. and 11s. Uh, last conference here that we'll do is the American. The only lock in the American is Houston, but they have many, many bubble teams. Wichita State, Cincinnati, Memphis, Tulsa. These are all great teams, especially defensively. They play great defense in the American Conference. All of these teams could get into the tournament, and if they do, we're looking at probably eight, nine, ten seats for all of them, and that's kind of what I find fascinating about March Madness. It's either they're in as an eight seed or they're out. You would figure some of these bubble teams would get in as 15 seeds, 14 seeds, but those seeds were already taken up by the lower level of competition, frankly, that's already in the tournament or already guaranteed seeds. So Wichita State, Cincinnati, Memphis, and Tulsa all should get an 8-9-10 seed if they win a couple games in their tournament. If they come against one another, that's when you have to do some deep handicapping, but all four should have some serious motivation. Now here are others. We already mentioned those who were already in the tournament. But uh, some other teams that could be at-large here, or at least looking for some at-large bids. Uh, the Richmond Spiders, they're 24-7 and overall, and they have an interesting opportunity because if they win a game or two and find themselves, let's say, in the quarterfinals against Davidson, that's a very good opportunity for a big win. And that's the other thing, folks. It's not just about wins and losses. It's who these teams are beating. So if you get a team who's a mid-level team, who has motivation, maybe if they win, they're in, and it's against a very good team, don't just automatically discount the worst team. A lot of times... Uh, motivation does mean something. You know, if, if Richmond gets an opportunity, for example, against Davidson, they're going to elevate their game, specifically their defense in that game, in that matchup, because they know if they win that game, they're likely in the tournament as maybe an 11 seed. So Richmond on the bubble, uh, Stephen F. Austin, we all know them from the last couple tournaments. They're 28-3 and overall. They still probably need to win their tournament uh, to get into uh, the big dance. But Stephen F. Austin, even if they lose, watch out for them potentially getting some kind of a weird at-large seed because 28-3, very good record. And it's the same story with Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa, 25-6 and overall, but they lost early in their conference tournament to a team, I think they were favored by nine points, nine points or so. Uh, so, so, uh, and, and I don't even remember who it was, to be honest. I think, uh, one of my buddies who I handicapped with had money on that game, but Northern Iowa was a huge favorite to go to the, the, the conference finals. They lost in the first round. So how much does that, does that dock Northern Iowa? Because I believe they should probably be out. If you can't win, you know, the, the Missouri Valley conference, they're a one conference tournament. It messes everything up. If you now allow two teams from the Missouri Valley. So I hope that gets you guys ready for conference tournaments. We will have a full, in-depth, first-round breakdown, or at least preview, coming up next week because next week's college basketball show uh, is only one or two days before the actual tournament kicks off. So let's get going. Next week, we're going to have lots of insight, lots of picks for the uh, March Madness. So good luck, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.